And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Donna Dort Donna Dort Donna Dort This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dunk This is Lee Dort and I'm Donna Dort I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk <laughs> This is Poku and I'm down to dunk I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these? I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of it. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. You can go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk and get the athletic. $1 a month for six months. I think that's still true. You could do it. Uh, with me, as always, on Wednesdays, but it's feeling like a Thursday, we've got Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up, Andrew? <laughs> what's up, bro? Did you go to the game last night? Uh, I was there, man. I, I, I was... Good seats? Jay, Jay was courtside. Jay sat courtside. I he sat was sending courtside. us pictures... Where it looked like he was three feet away from the Thunder bench. He was. I went over there and stood next to him for a little bit. And you're just right there with all the guys, all the bros, all the Thunder bros. Literally, the entire recognizable team is sitting there in street clothes. Honestly, how did how did they fit all of them? Are there guys sitting in the second, second row? Second row. Yeah, yeah. Like Ty Jerome, second row, bro. Get back there. Oh, Ty Jerome's the second row guy. Second, Ty Jerome's back. All the guys that had surgery are back. I didn't know if they would all be in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So they could just go home. But they're all back here. Thunder culture, baby. Are th- were there... I wonder how many guys were in street clothes. Were there two times as more guys in street clothes than there were on the court? Easily. Easily. I mean, they had... I guess they had 10 guys available. So maybe not. But they didn't. They uh, yeah. I guess that's true. Because some <laughs> that that okay. Let let's start uh, with some disclaimers before we talk about what happened last night. Let's let's disclaim this. Okay. First of all, they could still absolutely win the lottery. They could jump to two. They could jump to three, Andrew, and that'd be awesome. And we'd all be very excited. Saying it get- saying it four feels lucky to me today. Just just yeah. say if we got the fourth pick, I'd feel lucky. They, th- this could happen, and it could be very exciting. And we, uh, hey, Detroit could win another game. Who they knows? Could. Maybe it's Dallas, possible. I think, is going to sit Luca. Who yeah. knows? Nobody Maybe knows. Maybe it happens. We don't know. That said, we are a tanking team. Yeah. And when you tank, you have to talk about process. It's not trust the results, Andrew. <laughs> it's not trust the results. It's not trust what happens in two months. It's yeah. trust the process, Andrew. I know. TTP. I know. Okay. So we're going down to talk with about process today yeah. with, while acknowledging that the results may be great. The results could be great. It could be awesome, Andrew. Could be. Second thing I wanted to say for another disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Not mad at any of the players. In fact, we should celebrate them because it's awesome for those guys to not only get to play a game in the NBA and yeah. looks, it's looking like multiple games, but getting to start having your name announced. Xavier Simpson was the NBA last crew. guy announced last yeah, night. Like, Imagine that. Like how awesome that must be. It was aw- he had his blue exit interview and then not long after that got called up to the Thunder. Like he thought, okay, I'm done playing semi-professional basketball for the time being and then right. got the call. I mean, it had to have been an amazing time. And also like, hey, by the way, you're going to double what you made this year because of this call up because he's going to make yeah. like 56,000 I think is what they make on a 10 day with no experience in the NBA. Horde's going to make like 80k because he's had a year of experience. It's like great. it's it's great for these guys personally. 
It's great. Yes. Okay. And and that's and that's great. And we're happy for them. It's awesome. It, it, you know, one of my favorite NBA stories of like the last decade is Andre Ingram. Sure. Who was like the math tutor for the Lakers G League team. Yeah. And then he got that call up and he had that awesome game. It's wonderful. Where he scored like 17 points or whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. It's great. Sundiata Gaines. Like I remember these names. I remember Sundiata Gaines hitting that three for the Jazz to win a game, like a TNT Thursday night game. These are awesome stories. So I'm not I'm not mad at any of those guys. They did what you would want them to do. Are you okay. mad at Yurgos Kalidzekis? I'm not mad at Yurgos. All right, good. In fact, Yurgos had seven turnovers, so arguably, I feel like Yurgos did what I would want him to do. <laughs> so good for Yurgos. Okay. At the, that's out of the way, okay? All right. So if we win the lottery, don't come back at me and say, oh, why, why, why are you so mad? Why are you so, I bet you're feeling pretty dumb right now. <laughs> I get it. I know. I know it could happen. I know we could still win the lottery. Okay, I get it. I'll still say that to you. In that voice, if we win the lottery. <laughs> okay, I want to start here. Okay. Because because I saw I saw a lot of uh, uh, thoughts over the past like week or so. Is like why why care like why why do you care so much mm-hmm. like why why are you getting this emotional mm-hmm. about you know some stupid game at the end of the year? I mean, you look at the odds; it's not that big of a difference. You know, it's four yeah. percentage points difference. Like even if we fell to five, like oh, who yeah. really cares? Does this does why do you care? Here's why I care. Because Sam Presti cares. Yeah. And you know how I know Sam Presti cares? Because I watched that game last night, and I saw what he did. That was the most mask-off, tanking exhibition we have seen, at least in Thunder history. But I'd imagine if you go across the league, it'd be harder to find a more tanking game than that. Let's go take a look. Let's go. Can I take – can we stop and take a look? Yeah. And see if – I believe that last night was the worst Thunder team to ever take the floor. One, the, the moment that made me laugh the most was that Lindy Waters came in, went two of three from three, and Pulled. Coach Mark said, nope, nope. Lindy Waters. Played four minutes. Lindy Waters played four minutes. He is on a two-way contract. He played four minutes, made two threes, and it was, yep, he's gone. And then it's... They played six guys. One of them got hurt. They had to put Veet back in. They played six guys. They played Yorgos. Poor Yorgos is all excited about playing the NBA. It's like, hey, you're going to play a full 48. He played 42 minutes and 58 seconds. Was going to play more. Was going to play more. And he got hurt. He was going to close the game. I mean, it was... I mean, you look at the uh, the tanking board, and every single lever was pulled. Everyone was pulled. It was amazing, and and you don't do that unless you care. Unless you're tanking, unless if, if you, you're you smashing everything care, in your you, office after this is over. Yeah. If you don't think that those four percentage points are that important, guess what? You play someone like Poku. We didn't even see Poku. They didn't play Teo Maladone, who we don't think is an NBA player. Yeah. So if you <laughs> If you don't care, that's great. But Sam Presti definitely does care. If you don't think four percentage points are that big of a difference, clearly Sam Presti does based on what he did yesterday. They had 10 guys available. They had 10 guys available. They could have run a regular rotation. They played the six worst players they could find. Maybe the, quite possibly, six of the worst players in Thunder history. What was? Didn't you say you found another bad lineup? What was the other? What was the so other game? So I was just looking and just to see, like going back, what are these lineups worse than what the Thunder played last night? I thought about, oh, what about the the plagues of Egypt season, right? Like yeah, they had they that did, game against Denver. When didn't they beat? Denver? They beat Denver. <laughs> Let me tell you who the lineup was and tell me if you think they would beat last night's Thunder team: Perry Jones, Sebastian Telfair, Andre Robertson, Serge Ibaka, Stephen Adams. Yeah. Like lots of competent guys off the bench. Lance Thomas, Nick Collison, Kendrick Perkins. At the time, it was like mind-blowingly bad to us. There's a retired number on that roster. There's a retired number. I mean, would you take any of the six? The six are Olivier Saar, Xavier Simpson, Yurgos, Isaiah Roby, Jalen Horde, Veet Krejci. Yeah, like you're getting in a conversation like, Maybe I'd take Veet over Lance Thomas. Mm, I don't know maybe. that I would. Lance is like kind of good for them that season. 
<laughs> Do you know how much guaranteed money for next season was on the court last night for the Thunder? If you had to guess. Oh, God. And I'll tell you, it, it, it's not zero. It's, I don't know. Like, a, it, is it less than a million dollars? Yeah, it's a little under $800,000, which yeah. is a Veet's deal. Yeah. He, he has like a certain, that amount, it's like 790000 or whatever guaranteed through yeah. like July. They have to make a decision on Veet. Yeah. So it's a little under 800000 I would love to know if like in recent history, if a lineup has even been put on the court that had that little guarantee money for the next season, that wasn't like, you know, unrestricted free agents or whatever. Right. Like just like G league guys. Yeah. Like it, it was such an aggressive form of tanking. It was. And that's why I care Yeah, because the team doesn't do that unless this is important to them. And even look is- at, look at last year though, too. Like I've got some more lineups, Al, that I want to throw at you. To try to figure, yeah, give, to, give me last year's best just to try to show you that like this was absolutely the worst Thunder lineup ever. There has not been one worse. The the like pull all the levers team last year. These are the guys that played a bulk of the minutes last year. Josh Hall played forty two minutes in the last game. Poku played forty. Moses Brown played thirty seven. Charlie Brown played thirty one. Horde played twenty nine. Like like that. that gets you close, especially because Poku wasn't. I mean, he's he's been better this season. He went ten um, of nineteen in that game, six of nine from three. Nice. Hey, Jalen Horde had a twenty twenty game. Andrew, according to stat, according to stat Muse, first rookie to do it, even though he's not a rookie since Shaquille O'Neal. There's seven guys in Thunder history that have had a twenty twenty game, and Jalen Horde is on. The list. So there's another one. What about a team from from like the first era of the Thunder? The problem is any team that you find from era one of the Thunder includes Good Kevin Durant Katie. and Russell Westbrook and Chucky Atkins and Nanad. This was probably this was one of the worst lineups that they ran, and it was KD, Jeff Green, Russell Westbrook, Nanad, Tabo, Sean Livingston, Kyle Weaver, DJ White, Malik Rose. It's like, no, that's pretty good. I definitely take that team over the one that played last night. Yeah. I mean, and I think I think that's important. That like that's the most important point of this. Like, like why I I am upset about that win. Yeah. Is is because they went so hard. Like we we just haven't seen a team try to tank as hard as they just tank. <laughs> well, and, uh, and and Mark used all his timeouts in the third quarter. Poof, they're gone. <laughs> I mean, Mark is usually up and like f- in in the fight, and he wasn't even in it as much as you know in in it as much last night as he typically is. And those guys just took control of the game, and the Blazers, holy smokes, man! Some of the worst. I mean, credit to the Blazers, who maybe have gone to the players and said, "Hey, listen." We need to lose. Maybe even we'll pay you some under the table to lose. <laughs> that's it's a bridge too far for the Thunder, but it felt like that at the end of the game because they were hardly running. They were taking the worst shots you can imagine. They were missing so bad. It wasn't like shots that go in and out. Like If you were to place an argument on the table that players tank, I would show you the fourth quarter or really just the last seven minutes of that Blazers game and say, Tell me that they did not tank this because they're up 19 in the fourth quarter and they let go of the rope and somehow the Thunder cover the line from last night. I mean, maybe they placed just astronomical bets. Maybe they're doing in-game betting. I don't know. <sighs> that was a, It was not only a wild setting for the Thunder because they were playing guys that, I mean, if you polled the crowd and said, hey, name four of the players that are playing, how many, like, what percentage of the crowd would get four? I mean, if you did that just for me on the Blazers? I mean, for the like Thunder. I, for the Thunder, I meant. For the Thunder, yeah. I mean, it was, Even for the Thunder, your hometown team. <laughs> yeah, if I hadn't seen the images beforehand and you just put me in front of that lineup and said, just start naming guys. Like, obviously, I'd get Veet and Sar. Yeah, and I'd, I'd get Horde. 
I'm not. I mean, you do a Thunder podcast. I'm just talking about your normal, your yeah, Thunder no, normie. I, and, and this is why, like, it's important to point all this out because I think there still are like Homer Thunder fans who coming into last night before last night could tell themselves, well, we just, this is what we have to do. Like our players are, are injured. Like, like what, what else are you going to do? I truly believe that there are some people who yeah. think that as if like every spring in Oklahoma city, when flowers start to bloom, 75% of the Thunder's roster just gets decimated for some reason. <laughs> like we all know what's going on, but it wasn't until last night where it was undeniable. Yeah. Like you put all your cards on the table beyond a shadow of a doubt of what who you are and what you are trying to do. Mark said it the pregame. We're trying to lose that game last night. He said it pregame. Like I'm not going to play the rostered players. I mean, he said that. Like I'm not going to play the rostered players. We've seen enough of, of what we need to see from the rostered players. We're not going to play them. We want to get a, a sample on these other guys. And holy smokes, they got a sample. All right, got a sample. And again, you don't do all that if you don't care. If, if, if you're like, oh, our culture is going to see us through. I'm not worried about individual ping pong balls. Then you don't do that. Then You, yeah, you, you don't do, sit Teo. You play Teo. They sat Teo. They dressed him and didn't play him. Yeah. Teo, who's that, fighting for his NBA life. Your ghost gets hurt. You had fresh guys on there, and they're like, oh, we'll still go Veet. Still go beat. You know. Nope, Poku. Just fine. Beat came in and Poku, hit a corner three like immediately and was so pumped. Did. The the thing about the one thing I do love about Veet is that he has the best facial expressions. Like if you get a chance to just watch Veet's facial expressions, gold, pure gold. Pure gold. And hey, it wasn't all lost like uh I mean it was, but <sighs> watching Shea and Bayes on the sideline. Dude being that engaged in game 79 or whatever it is on a, just like a terrible team, like arguably one of the arguably the worst lineup we've ever seen from the thunder. Like that was the one like saving grace from this. Yeah. I, I because can, if I was in his position, I would just be like completely slumped in my chair. Like, why do I have to watch this? And he was, Shay is right now. He's walking on air and I don't know. I don't know exactly why, but he is, he is like he feels like he owns everything around there. Like he's just he's like he's being goofy. He's enjoying himself. Like he's enjoying every second of it. He went up before the game, and I tried to get as much of this as I could because uh, he went up and like talked to the crowd. Like thanks for a great season. Blah blah blah. You know he he <laughs> gets up to the mic and he grabs the mic and he's just like hitting it, just like. Mike check, Mike check, yo yo, Mike check, Mike check, and he just keeps hitting it over and over again, like just being so goofy. And I was like, "That's he is legitimately just really enjoying himself." And people are like, "Oh, we got to get Shea out of there. This is horrible." He is loving it. The guy hits the half court shot. He is jumping up, ecstatic. He is pumping up his Reba shirt. I don't know why he's doing that for the twenty thousand dollars, but like whatever. Like he's just. He's he, just he excited. Thought that was Reba who had taken the shot. <laughs> the guy did have long hair. He did have really long hair. Yeah, I mean Shay and the whole and he leads that whole group. Like they're all really pumped, and it's it is that that is definitely like the silver lining of last night is that like the real guys are still excited. However. If this ends up being that they fall to five in the reverse standings, it's disastrous because then, like, pick nine is at play. Pick nine is at yeah. play. And all it takes is one win. Obviously, they have the back to back against Utah tonight. I'm feeling good about that one because yeah. Utah needs, Utah just needs to blow someone out. They had a players only meeting. Feeling good. And then the Lakers. You hope that LeBron comes back and wants to set the scoring record yeah. all by himself and just score a hundred points on us. Yeah, and but that's a risky one because they could just sit their players. Nothing matters anymore. And the same with the Clippers. Same like the Clippers. We, it is such a thin margin. Now the mm -hmm. one thing that makes me feel better, and part of the reason why I was so excited going into yesterday's game mm -hmm. was that they did finally go like 
they, they pulled all the levers. Like they actually did it. And so I was like, okay, if we can get out of this game, like we're golden. Yeah. Because there's no way this team is winning another game. So like I probably we probably shouldn't worry about falling to five. But how can you not when a team comes back 18 points <laughs> in the fourth? 18 points in the fourth. I know. There was, I mean, there was a a, a a hidden drawer underneath the desk that had a lever that we didn't know about, and that was your ghost. <laughs> it wasn't enough. It wasn't How enough. How is it not enough? And, I mean, and- the, he is probably the worst player on the blue. Is he? I, mean, I, he I don't, I don't say that with point. extreme confidence, but the way that he played, I say it with extreme confidence. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. I mean... I said this to Michele, but like I tweeted out that thing about like wanting to give a standing ovation or I was going to give a standing ovation to all these guys when they came back for Thunder Legacy Night. Yeah. And and I tweeted that in the third quarter and I knew I was going to jinx myself. And so I was like, you know what? I know this is a jinx. I'm going to wait another five minutes. And okay, so you got a little closer, but then it ballooned back up to 18. And I had seen enough. Like that game was over. It was over. Uh, Joe Masato turned to me and he said... Is it okay to call this a thunder loss? I said, and I said, no, no, don't ever, don't ever call it a thunder loss until it's over. Like, don't do it. I mean, that's like even knowing I could jinx it. I still, I, I felt that confident at I that know. moment. It was and a weird game. That like that. It was a weird game because to see the score, you either have to where I'm sitting, you either have to look at like this little screen or you look up at the score at the scoreboard. So it's like not right in front of you all the time as you're watching. Like I had no feel whatsoever for what the score was throughout the entire game. Like I would look up and like Blaze would be at five and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like I had no idea. It was just, <laughs> it was one of the weirdest games because it's the only thing that mattered from that game was the outcome. It, yes, no, that, that is what is so important. Nothing else mattered. There was no. We're not developing your ghosts here, guys. We're not. There was they, no development last night. We're not developing Xavier Simpson. Purely, yeah, that that game was played purely with the goal of losing. Yeah, purely. It, that's it, that was the intention of to take of, away from it. of both teams. And th- yeah, and that's why, like, when people say, uh, you know, start talking about Thunder culture, like the Thunder are just too competent compared to the other teams. I'm like. You know what competence is? Achieving the goal that you set out in front of you that you clearly are so desperate to achieve. Like, how is it competence to not achieve the thing that this team so clearly wants to do? Well, it's the it's the blue. Like, this is all the blue. This is what they. This is I what, feel like that that meme with like the brain and it slowly gets to like a galaxy brain take. Yeah, our galaxy brain take is going to ultimately be blaming this season on the Oklahoma City blue. It is. It absolutely is. You, they bring up any of these guys. Like Xavier Simpson has been on the blue for forever. He's like the team leader on the blue. Like he knows how to play Thunder basketball because he's played with the blue. And it's and he's also played with all the guys he played with last night before. And that's it is like the it's the thing that's keeping them from reaching their goal. You know, but it's also 
part of what they want in place to achieve future goals. You know, I was I was just thinking last night that you know, you look at the Miami Heat and what they do and how they just bring these guys out of nowhere, right? Yeah. Max Struess. Like anybody know who Max Struess was 3 years ago? No. No. But the Thunder, like the Thunder have this really great G League system. It translates from, you know, the blue to the thunder. Great. It's all there. Everybody works together. There's harmony. Wonderful. They have yet to like find like a Duncan Robinson, Max Struess guy, though. You yeah. know, like there's there you're seeing like the fruit from the G League right now, but you're seeing it with like guys like Jalen Horde and I was really I was talking to Joe Masada last night about whether like Lindy like could he be one of those guys, you know, that they bring up within the blue program, he came out of nowhere and he becomes like a actual rotation player. Yeah. Um I I wouldn't bet on it, but I'm just wondering like the strength of the program is good. We're seeing that. Like we saw it last night. Uh is it but are they able to bring guys from out of nowhere to become NBA players? We've yet to see that. So, um, like, I, I want to praise the Blue and say, like, they're doing a good job. Obviously, they're doing a good job. They wouldn't have won this game last night if not for the Blue. But are they able to identify that talent, develop it, and then turn it into, like, real in real NBA production? Last night was not real NBA production. Last night was a disaster beyond disasters, <laughs> you know. It's, but can they find that? And I wonder if, like, I think the closest thing I I feel like is probably Lindy because he really does. He's shooting with just so much confidence and doing it. He was doing it off the move last night too, and it's like okay, like that's the kind of player they've needed for forever. <laughs> it's just somebody. Yeah. He's got good size. He can really shoot. He really plays hard. Like maybe he'll be like the. Fir- it would be really cool if he's like the first Thunder Blue guy to really become a player like like the Heat develop, which it feels like all the time. Like you can go back all the way to like Tyler Johnson. It's like where who who is this guy? Like how did this happen? You know, I just wonder that- if the, if the Blue will get to that point where they can develop like real role players for the Thunder. And that guy who were kind of holding up as maybe this like glimmer of hope, like out of this situation played four minutes last night. Yeah. Played four minutes, like Poku Wiggins, Jerry SGA, Giddy Dort, Trey man Bays. That's eight players. Like that is your future that we just like, don't see anymore. Like every <laughs> spring it's like the actual players who are going to decide the future of this team just disappear. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. They're fine. We'll update you in a few weeks. No big deal. Like, some legitimate injuries. Tank- like there's some real surgeries, but then there's obviously guys like Trey and Giddy and players like that. That if they were pushing for the play-in spot, like those guys would be playing. Shea would probably be playing. But they have. They obviously have the different goals they're doing. Like I was pushing them to do the right thing. What was that two weeks ago? Like yeah. they did the right thing. It just did not get the right results, but they did the right thing. Certainly, like that was I was I was quite proud of the moves that they made last night. I thought that was I thought it was wonderful. <laughs> well, while everyone on Twitter was dunking on the Thunder with that starting lineup, you were looking at that image just like wow, that I was, was really beautiful. I was slow clapping the image. You know, yeah. I was I was very excited about it. I think I mean I think it's the the right thing to do. It's just the problem is that the Blazers are one of the most beatable teams in NBA history. <laughs> and I think like it, it hurt. It, it's like almost embarrassing. Like that game almost was more embarrassing as a fan than the 73 point loss, because yeah. like at least the 73 point loss, they put out what they could. Like they played the guys that they had. I mean, Dort played in that game, right? Bays played in that game. Like yeah, the team was definitely trying to win that 73 point loss. And as bad as that was, I'm almost more embarrassed when you go to this length and you, and you still like don't achieve what your obvious goal is. It's really funny because one was a win and one was a loss. <laughs> it just like rings really funny to me. <laughs> you know. Well, that's that's what this team has done to us. They poisoned our brains, Andrew. Yeah, these are the guys that played in the 73 
uh, I can't even think. Like when we talk about this team, I can't think of what loss and win means anymore. Like I can't even. My brain is bro- I, I'm broken. I'm a broken individual when I try to think about wins and losses. They lost this game. Ty Jerome, Trey Mann, Lou Dort, JRE, Darius Baisley. That was the starting lineup. They had Paul Watson, Isaiah Roby, Gabby Deck, Poku, and Mike Muscala. <laughs> that that team was, feels like it could go on like a 10-game winning streak. I was going to say, that right team <laughs> feels like we could go and win the play-in tournament right now with those guys, <laughs> with the kind of like high I'm on from the Xavier Simpson, Yurgos team winning a game. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna think here's the here's what's gonna happen is that once our team's ready to win we're gonna think winning is the easiest thing ever <laughs> you know we're gonna think like wait how could how are they not winning this game i was actually looking at those box scores earlier and just thinking how did they lose i mean that's i was just thinking how did the thunder lose games like this like they oh like earlier in the season when they were playing all their guys yeah, I mean, how did I just don't know? Well, no, I'm thinking about like 2008, nine. Oh, you know, like how did they? Because because it was all vets. Like, yes, you had Katie and Russ, but like the rest of those, like Damian Wilkins, like it was all guys who had been in the league. And I feel like as we've that that's kind of the Houston model. Like Houston is finally starting to play their young guys, but they played a ton of vets this year, and then like two of their rookies. So big that, minutes. At the end of the season, they lost by 17 to a Milwaukee Bucks team that won 33 games. This Bucks team was Luke Ridenour, Richard Jefferson, Luke Mbamute, uh, Ramon Sessions, Dan Gadzurek. That's their starting lineup. Like, that's a pretty good. It's a bad team. This is the team that the loaded. Thunder, they lost by 17 with these guys. Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, Russell Westbrook, Nanad Kristich, Kyle Weaver. That's their starting lineup. They lost by there? 17. Shout out. Kyle Weaver was at the Kyle game. Kyle Weaver was at the game. I saw him in the tunnel after the game. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it, it blows my mind. and I, I do think some of it is the blue and the coaching. But the, but that's not, to me, That's it's almost not enough to explain what happened last night. <laughs> night well yeah well i mean like with the suns game like that's obviously just a a random variance thing with the Suns shooting so poorly from Uh, three i mean they're the best team in the league without a doubt like they're they're generally a good shooting team yeah and for them to just go cold like that randomly Mm -hmm. like yes there is like a ton of luck involved with this i i i can't explain last night's game it felt like one team just stopped playing and one team started playing yeah like they, they it's like they decided like when the clock hits this, okay, we're gonna switch, and we're we're actually gonna start being good, and let's see how close yeah. this game ends up being. It, it was so weird because the Suns game was, all it was, we made ten more threes than you did. Like it's a very simple mathematics kind yeah. of game, and you look at last night. I have the box score. I have the printed box score. We shot worse score. from three. There's we shot fifty percent no- from the line. There's nothing in there's nothing that I look at here that says we should win, but it's because both teams didn't play well. <laughs> like the shot worse from three, they did shoot six percent better from the field. I mean, I get they shot more free throws, but they made less free throws. <laughs> they have five more rebounds. They had two more offensive rebounds. It's just like it just reads as a game they won by four like it's obviously a close game but it was just like it was just really gross because it i mean it was 98 to 94 you know and obviously you know we would have wanted the team to take these risks i mean it's not really a risk but like only playing six players like we were we were talking about that for weeks like doing something like that do it but when you but when you win the game it's very easy like captain hindsight to look back and be like we could have been watching actual real players on this team and having the exact same outcomes like we could have played the players that we actually care about in the future against the suns and won that game too we could have had a poku triple double we could have had back to back we could have back to back triple doubles from poku poku feels like he would have been the best player on the court by a mile he would drop 50 last night and is is that good does it mean anything at all? I don't know. I don't know. 
Poku does seem if, improved, but he did <laughs> seem improved last year too. I don't know. I don't know what's real with Poku. I hope he plays summer league. I hope that that he plays like this when he starts the season next year. Yeah, but, he he's like the reverse of the rest of the Thunder. All the other Thunder young players, they just disappear in the spring, and that is when Poku blossoms. He rises. That's when he comes into his own every single year. He rises from the ashes. <sighs> so like so my question for people who uh aren't upset it's mm-hmm. like okay let me figure out what would make you upset <laughs> <laughs> so that i can know that you <laughs> care about something and my question is how do you measure success <sighs> watching what the team the lengths they went to last night mm-hmm. to uh, to obviously do the obvious thing they're trying to lose they're trying, trying to lose. lose a basketball game Try okay to. so how do you measure success what is your cutoff like are you upset you're obviously not upset that they are probably going to get the fourth worst odds okay fine would you be upset if they got the fifth worst odds? Would you be upset if they got sixth worst odds? Like, what is the cutoff in a season where the plan so clearly, the desired outcome so clearly is to get a top pick, is to optimize your odds? What would be, what would you consider a failure? And I'll ask you this, Andrew. Let's start with you. Like, like if they drop to sixth, would you feel like that is a definite 100% failure based on the, the goals of this season? No question. I would agree. No question it is. I mean, you you put the fan base through like this really tough year. Really it's like one and a half tough years. I think that last year they really only tanked for half a season. And they like really tanked for half a season. <laughs> like really did it. They were and so good at it last year outside were, of the Clippers game. I know. And if you walk away with a year and a half of tanking and you get pick six twice. Even if it works out, even if pick six is whoever, Shaden Sharp, everyone wants to talk about Shaden Sharp. Oh, Shaden Sharp's going to be so good. Maybe it might, it might not even be at six. Like, what, nobody knows anything about Shaden Sharp. Like, stop acting like you're an expert on Shaden Sharp. Nobody's an expert on Shaden Sharp. Um, but if, if Shaden Sharp ends up being the best player in the draft, like, great. But all you did was fall backwards into it. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> like your process didn't get you where you wanted to go and and it's all about luck it's all about luck but you also have to position yourself to be lucky you know and that's why i don't want to I, i'm just sick of hearing like well maybe the you know maybe tanking isn't this team's number one goal you know they're also uh, they can't you can't watch develop- last night and think that it's not yeah you can't give me the development argument anymore like this team really cares about like development is their number one absolute priority. It's not. No. It's not. Because no. if it was, getting a little extra time for some of these guys who haven't played together in months would actually be nice. We, we, we barely get to see like SGA and Giddy together. It's the most important pairing for the future of this team. Yeah. And we're not getting to see it. We're not getting to see I – mean, I mean, a ton of – like Trey Mann. Trey Mann, he barely played at the beginning of the season. He had like a nice little 20-game stretch. Poof, he's gone. That's all you get to see. Until next year. Yeah. Uh, clearly right now, development is not the the thing. And that's fine. Like, I think they're doing the right thing. So do I. I think they're doing the right thing. I don't, I would not sit here and say, wow, this is so disastrous because they're doing the wrong thing. It's, it's more that, like, I want people to judge them based on what they are obviously trying to do as opposed to creating this like nebulous, like, no, they're actually really forward thinking and are combined trying to thread this needle between development and getting uh, lower odds. Like no, this team's tanking. This team yeah. is trying to lose games. They're trying to get a top pick. They and did, by the way, they did everything they could to lose to the Blazers. They did literally. I don't know that there was another thing to do because we, I talked about it after the last Blazer game that they won was it was just don't put Wiggins back in. Don't put Roby back in, and people were like, "Oh, but you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta play who's there." They did what I hoped that they would have done in that game last night. They did that. They didn't even put him in at all. They did that. They tanked. Uh, Dennis Todman, who is a Down Dunk listener, he sent me some research that he did, and I wanted to share it. Because another thing you hear, which, I mean, I've kind of said this before, but the idea that, like, you know, does 4% really matter? 
Like, obviously, great players in this league have been found at later picks. We know that. Great players have been found at every place in the draft. Every place in the draft. Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, two recent examples. Awesome. So great. Middleton. (laughs) Middleton. But what uh, Dennis did is he went on uh, Hoopsite, and he went and found their article about the top 20 players under the age of whatever it was. It was like 23 or 24. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's even under 25. He looked at those top 20 players. So these are the blue chippers. These are the players that we anticipate will be leading the league into the future of the next decade. Mm-hmm. Of those 20 players, 15, let me double check, let me double check, 15 were top 10 picks, 14 were top 5 picks. Hmm. 14 of those 20 that we all love, Luca, Trey, Ja, Tatum, Zion, Lamelo, DeAndre Ayton, Darius Garland, Anthony Edwards, Brandon Ingram, Evan Mobley, Darren Fox, Scotty Barnes, Jaron Jackson Jr., Cade. Like, is Shea like one of the exceptions to this? Shea is one of the exceptions. The other exceptions, uh, Bam, Bam. was 14. Jared yeah. Allen, which Jared Allen's Jared really Allen's like, list. yeah, he's he's borderline on. I I wouldn't put him on the list. I, I, I would say he's borderline based on some of the names behind him, but uh, he is surprisingly high on this list. Uh, Jamal Murray, yep. who was pick seven. Lotto, yeah. John Collins, again, like Cade's not on this list. This list was done a little while ago. So, like, yeah, let's get John Collins off that list, please. You'd obviously take Cade over John Collins. Yeah. The point is that, like, the vast majority of the best young players in the league right now, the blue chippers are coming from those top five picks. But look no further than last year's draft. Look at the top four. Tell me if you'd want one of those guys on your basketball team. They're incredible. <laughs> like what a, what a draft. Yeah. And we may get another exception here at number six. Great. But you don't build a team off of exceptions. You don't build a team and have a process off of, Whatever happens, happens. And they're clearly not doing the whatever happens, happens. If if they were doing that, it would have been a we completely would... different roster last night. A completely different... Like, it's not... They're not doing whatever happens, happens. And it's okay. If, if you want to say that about the way that you're doing fandom right now, I completely identify with that. Because there's... Like, we have no control over any of this. And watching it can be excruciating at times. Like, if you want to have that viewpoint, great. I think what we're trying to point out is like the Thunder clearly don't have that viewpoint. <laughs> if they thought whatever happens, happens, you don't you do not do what you did last night. Yeah, if you're going to say in Presti we trust, like trust your eyes. What did you see last night? What do you think Presti wants from this season? If you're going to say in Presti we trust, I trust Presti no matter what. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people feel that way. I think he's a great GM too. Just look at what he does. Look at the teams that he puts out on the court. And then work backwards and try to figure out what his goal for this season might be. <laughs> yeah, I know. You just now. Ugh. The good, the good news. Let's 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 talk about some good news, Andrew. The good news is that they probably aren't going to fall to five. And I realize I'm jinxing this by saying that out it's loud. A, it's over. They're at five. They're basically are at five now. Thank you. It just happened. Yeah. And they're at five. Wow. Yeah. They didn't even played a game. I just checked the standings. They actually moved down to five. Wow. Uh, oh, but like boy. based on based on what they did last night, because Portland, I mean, you got to give them credit. I mean, they are really going. <laughs> what is it? I was about to say hog out. Hog out. It? <laughs> go hog wild hog. they're going they're going hog wild they're going no reason full hog out full hog out for no reason by the way look at the standings they're not going to catch indiana no so like they didn't even help them last night no it did they nothing it did nothing they're gonna but end up in the sixth spot it did nothing but just kind of screw over the thunder <laughs> that's all it did <laughs> and and from their perspective like if you were going to make a bad culture argument I think, like based on what we saw from how that Blazers team played last night, you would say, "Oh, that's a oh, that looks like a bad culture." Look, look, look how those guys just like decided not to play. Like it, you're almost questioning where they actually wanted to win. Like, uh huh. Guess what Blazers fans would say? Who cares? Who None of these can... players matter. None of it matters. We're gonna the like the best guy exactly. that played for the Blazers last night. Who, uh, I mean, okay, look, I, I'm trying to think. Ben okay. McLemore, Chris Dunn. Let's say let's say Greg Brown because they just drafted him. 
Okay, that's yeah. probably and Keon Johnson. Those two guys, th- those are their like prize young guys under the age of twenty four or whatever. Yeah, those guys are going to be like twelfth, thirteenth men on that team. They're not going to play. Year. Those guys are not good. And they have like a great leader in Dame. They have a ton of other vets. They're probably going to trade for Jeremy Grant. Like, the, yeah. Th- that's why I like the culture argument. Like, I just don't care. Yeah. Because it's not going to matter. Like. Portland's going to be fine and that was disgusting and they've been disgusting Mm -hmm. for like two months and it won't matter no it won't matter it won't matter with the Thunder either if the Thunder lost that game and they only scored 40 points yeah would that be a sign of bad culture but now all of a sudden that they win with these guys and they're playing the NBA before now it's oh this is amazing good culture but if the flip side happened nobody would be saying that the Thunder have bad culture yeah exactly my three-year-old is making an appearance on the pod. What is what is he what is he mad what about? What do you think about? What do you think about it? Hi Dad. Hi, hi Dad. Um, I'm gonna watch your show. All right, well go find your mom. I don't have the remote. <laughs> did, he, did he say I want to watch your show? Is he trying to watch us live oh, on YouTube? Oh no. Be a subscriber. Arden, give us a sub. You might have to take control for like 35 seconds. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Okay. Uh, all right. 35 seconds. This will probably be cut from the pod. So if you have any questions, throw them in the comments. Oh, by the way, Deal Zone, Deal Zone, any uh, board gamers out there, Target and Amazon right now both have buy two, get one free board games. And they have a great selection. If you go and check it out, uh, let me know if, if, you, if, you, if you need any recommendations. There's some awesome games on there. Um, which would which would probably be cool. Huh. All right. Anyone have any questions? Alex in the rage cage. No, this is when Alex gets to chill, talk about anything else. Uh, does anyone have any questions for me? Andrew's Andrew's running. Andrew's a little bit more peeved than I thought he would be. Penny says, uh, daughter's just getting into the age of board games, and it's great. It is great. I mean, I don't have a kid. But my dog will sometimes watch me play. Spencer Smith is meeting Chad Ford tomorrow. Going to ask him about the Thunder. Hey, tell him congrats on Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Um, Matthew Roller asks, how important do you think the 2023 draft is for us? I mean, I think it depends on what happens in the 2022 draft. If we get lucky, we jump up. We get, you know, Paolo, Chet, Jabari. We're going to feel awesome. We're going to feel great. And I would hope that the team would just kind of like let those guys run, see what happens next year. Mm-hmm. And in that case, maybe the 2023 draft isn't like the most important. Maybe we end up with like the eighth through 10th or 11th pick. You can still get a we don't good really player care. there. I, if, if You still get a good player. Yeah. And 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 we're happy about it. If if you fall though, like if you really did fall to maybe nine is too, too far out to think about. But if you yeah. fall to like seven or eight. Yeah, you're feeling and, really bad. And you get a guy who you like, but it doesn't feel like he's even on the level of like a Josh Giddy. Yeah. That's when that's when we get to like January, February. And I was talking, me and McKelly should have recorded this part, but at the, at the end, we ended up talking for like another 15 minutes. Because McKelly's really 
high on this team for next season based mm-hmm. on what we know so far. Mm-hmm. Like just based on what we've seen in the limited minutes where the Thunder have put a functional team on the court. Mm-hmm. They've looked really good against bad teams, mediocre teams, good teams. And he feels like they could, you know, obviously we don't know what's going to happen this summer, but they could if they played everyone the full season could win somewhere like 33 to 36 games next season. Yeah. Which would be a huge jump up. But I started going but I started going through the teams mm-hmm. in the Western Conference because I do feel like this is a down year for the Western Conference. Very much so. Look at the play-in. Look at the records for the for the teams that are in the play-in. It's very bad. It's true. So, like, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. But, like, I, I feel like right now, if you were betting, some of the teams that you would feel pretty much certain, we'll say 90% confident, they will be better than the Thunder next year. Definitely the top four, Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Dallas. Without like a major injury, book obviously. it, book it. Even major injury, U- book it. I'm going to skip Utah because who knows? You know, I, I'm I'm going to be conservative. Let's skip Utah. It's not looking okay. Good. Yeah, Denver is going to be better. Yeah, they're they're going to be healthy next year. The Clippers are going to be better next year. So now we're at six. Those are teams I feel like ninety percent plus confident that they are going to be better than Thunder without a major injury. So now we're in the playoff or the play-in scenario. And we haven't brought up Utah, Minnesota, New Orleans, San Antonio, Lakers. Like maybe, again, let's be conservative. Let's say like probably two of those teams are probably going to be better than the Thunder conservatively. Like I think it's probably going to be more, but like at least two of those teams. You got Zion's uncle or his stepdad coming out and saying that he's going to play this year. I don't know if Zion can play. Is that true? He said that? Yeah, he did. It. He had to did like this long radio interview where he said that so, Zion is playing this year. So now we're in the nine to ten range, and I fully admit that like if this Thunder team, you know, gets a good pick and they come out and they play their guys the entire season, it would not shock me if in January or February they're in the ninth or tenth spot yeah. in the Western Conference. Sure, but based on everything we know about this team, knowing that Sam Presti had that press conference where he said we want to arrive. Yeah. In the playoffs. Yeah. If they're in like the 10th spot next February, do we really think they're going to push for that playing spot versus doing what they did this year again? I would be to maybe get surprised. like the seventh pick. I'd be very, very surprised. Me I- too. And that's why like this still feels far away, even if you feel like there are some there's some infrastructure here on the roster that feels good, makes sense to you. Yeah, for me, it's one more season. I don't think it's like... And maybe that's far away for, for people. It doesn't feel that far away for me. I mean, like, the season's, like, basically over here. You know? Exactly. I I know that a lot of people didn't enjoy the season. I enjoyed it. it. It's maybe just my own experience that I had this year. But I I, sicko. I did enjoy I did enjoy it. Um, and I look forward to next season. I... I Certainly look forward more to seeing, you know, who's on the roster, who makes the roster. I think you get a chance to look at, like, how good are the guys that we had this year. I think, like, that starts to form a little bit because I, we saw, like, from year one to year two, Teo, it was like, oh, maybe he's not good at all. You know, like, what does year two Trey Mann look like? What does year two Josh look like? I mean, you get a chance to, to figure that out. Like, is Poku real? You know, you get to figure that out. Like, I think those those things are really interesting. And if we get to the end of the next season and it's like this, but if they end up with like the six, or, it'd be what would be hilarious, Al, is if they got like the seventh pick in this draft next year. They have the eighth best odds and they jump up to like two. <laughs> you know, it, it would be it would be awesome and also annoying. It would be, yeah, it'd be the funniest thing just because the process to get to like both would be so different. Uh, yeah, you just feel so stupid. You would. Ju- I mean, yeah. I already, I already feel like very stupid. Oh, you should about feel, this team. You shouldn't feel stupid. I do because I just, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be excited about for anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to be rooting for. Like these last two years have just like flipped my brain upside down. I don't even know what I want. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot to be excited about with this team and the future of the team. Um, but it, do, it you do find yourself in this weird spot. And I, I mean, even as somebody who's like 
talking to the players and coaches, like you find, I've, it has been like some of the more weird times because you don't, you can't talk about the things that you really want to talk about. Like the person who came most, the closest to talking about the stuff that you want to talk about, Dean Blevins made an appearance at the game last night. Really? Hadn't been at a game all year. I think maybe he was at one earlier this season and then was there last night. And Dino. Like before the game, old Dino was um, asking Mark about tanking and like asking him, like, like what? He asked him how the league can fix tanking before the game. <laughs> what did Mark say? Mark was, Mark played dumb, and I give him credit because Mark's still like early on in his tenure with the Thunder, where he was just like, you feel like he didn't know the word. No, now, hold on, now, hold on. Are you say, are you say, what are you saying? Tonking? What is that? Tonking? <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm having trouble understanding. You're mumbling your words. <laughs> he um, he was just like, you know, I I don't know the systems well enough to be able to which is just like i i loved it i loved every second of it because like there's like there's almost like this understanding like we know everybody knows what's going on it's not a mystery and even mark right. said that like mark said like everybody knows what we're doing like nobody's you know sam hasn't shied away from what we're doing you know at all he's like i just am not educated enough to know the processes which i just I personally don't buy that. I think Mark is incredibly intelligent. And if you work hand in hand with Sam Presti, I find it hard to believe that you don't understand the processes better than almost everybody, but maybe he doesn't. Um, but it's just, it's funny because like, you know that like, every, it's just kind of this all like encompassing, like everybody understands what's happening. Everybody knows it's not something that you openly discuss. And, you know, when it is tried to be openly discussed, it's just like, like, what do you do? It's just a weird, it's just an overall uncomfortable, weird time for everybody, I think. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people are like, let's get, let's get this wrapped up. Let's well, get to May 17th and figure out where we're at. And then we can actually take a step forward, you know, with what's yeah. going on here. I mean, I, I, I want to make it very clear. Like, I'm pro-tank because that's how the system's set up. Yeah. But I don't like this. Like, there's nothing of this that I enjoy. Like, I don't enjoy the fact that all the players that I really like on this team, I just don't get to watch them in the spring. Like, that sucks. Like, I would love for the league to get rid of tanking. Like, I still like the wheel idea. And the reason why I'm not worried about it, one, is I'm realistic. I don't think the Thunder are going to win a championship, like, in my lifetime, probably. Like, that's the most likely scenario. Mm Mm-hmm. And and I'm okay with that. The well, other I mean, thing the is truth that is, I, like I, most teams don't win a championship. Like you look at all the NBA teams, right? Most teams don't win an NBA championship. And the other thing is that, like, I trust this organization. Like, I do yeah. believe in this organization. And yeah. no matter what the system is, I believe that they will do well in that system. Yeah. And so I support the tank now because those are the cards we've been dealt by the league. They're incentivizing you to do it. Mm-hmm. They want you to do it. Mm-hmm. Like if they didn't want you to do it, they'd take it away. And they keep making these like small increments with the with the changes in the in the lottery odds. But we saw this year, like that's not actually stopping anything. Everyone was like, oh, we, it, we maybe we didn't solve tanking, but we significantly reduced the threat of tanking with the play-in tournament. And it's like I've seen some of the mo- most egregious tanking this season, like Detroit pulling those three guys <laughs> six minutes into the game, Dude. which which like at least with the injury thing with OKC, you can like tell yourself like oh yeah they they oh i hope they're okay like oh mm-hmm. hope they're okay with these injuries with detroit it's like all right these guys are really good we have to lose this game pull them yeah get those guys out like there's there's no mask there it's yeah. it's it's obvious to everyone what they're doing yeah. and that sucks it sucks i don't like that the league is set up this way and i i would love for them to change it but mm-hmm. as long as these are the rules it makes sense to me yeah yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody within the Thunder organization, I don't know this for sure, but I don't think you would ask any of them like do you like the setup here? I don't think anybody would be like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Like we're we're loving this. We love <laughs> doing what had to be done last night. Like I don't think anybody's in love with the system that's in place. But it is the right thing to do, you know. It is the yeah, right I- it is the absolute right thing to do. 
And that's why I don't hold it against Detroit. I, obviously, I don't hold it against Houston, although I don't really feel like they've had to tank that much. Yeah, uh, they've just kind of played their players, which is impressive in its own right. You know, putting together a team that can you can just throw them out and they just win twenty games like that's kind of impressive. They just stink. Yeah, the Thunder have, so, have never lost less than twenty games, which is just um, interesting. And especially like if if you believe that OKC's culture has not been damaged through this at all, which I think we all agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Like then you really shouldn't have any qualms about tanking under the current system because like oh. what is what tell me what the downside is like like we saw Shea last night he looked like the happiest guy in the world for some reason meanwhile I'm at home can't even watch the game because it's blacked out in Portland <laughs> and so I'm, at, I'm having to watch on this tiny screen as I'm in class I had class during the game oh, so I'm trying to, pay, no, trying to follow the lecture and watch this trash basketball game. <laughs> and, I, and I'm looking over and Shay's just having the time of his life. He was having he was the time loving of his it. life. I'm like, what's going on in that guy's head? Which is but it's good. It is, but, but it is it, good it, because I think one thing we did learn this year is like Shay is he's really, really good. And I I think defend. I think I would have said definitively before this past season that like Shea is not a number one guy. I don't know that I. F- I don't know if I feel the same way. I feel like there's, not that he is like for sure a number one guy, but I have like, more of a sliver of hope that he could be. I don't disagree, but this is largely based on two like twenty five game stretches over the last two years. Like he's played ninety one games total. Like Shea needs to play seventy plus games in a season. Yeah, to to for for him to be crowned in this way, twenty three, twenty four, baby, twenty three, twenty four. Get ready. 20, wait, that's not even next year. <laughs> I know that, Andrew. Come on, Andrew. Sorry, just just be ready. He's going to be fully rested and ready for the twenty three, twenty four season. <laughs> he's going to play by, until he's like forty five. Take the league by storm. So that's that's the long term plan for Shea is to for Shea to have a, an a, an extended prime that goes till he's forty seven. Well, if he cares anything about NBA records, he is he has fallen behind, Andrew. Okay, all these missed games. All he cares about is winning. That's all he cares about is winning. I do I I do think that's true. I think how uh. How excited are you for the season to be over? You don't, you don't, you're not going to any more Thunder games. I know. I'm, I'm actually a little sad. I actually, I actually, very much enjoy going to games. I do enjoy it. I like getting to talk to like the local media people, which there's not a ton, but I enjoy that. I enjoy the people within the Thunder that I get to converse with. I enjoy, you know, <laughs> seeing people on the road, you know, that that come in from out of town. Like I get to. Like really get to hang out with like some of my athletic colleagues, which is pretty yeah. fun. I it's it's great. I actually really enjoy it. So I I'll, just I'll I just noticed it. that Andrew for the last three minutes has had a comment from Michele up on our stream <laughs> that just says I trust Veet. Michele, get out of here. <laughs> Go back to work. <laughs> oh man, it's awesome. It's so funny. I trust Veet. No, I'm I'm you know. I wouldn't say I'm glad that it's over. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed going to, going and being at the games. Uh, we'll see how you feel after these next three games. On the road, late night games. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll be ready after these games. <laughs> <sighs> well, uh, uh, next week we'll know where the Thunder are. Yeah, we'll know where they're at. In in the standings, we still have a, a over a month until we know where they will be that, in the lottery. Isn't that so brutal? It's tough. I wish they would just do the lottery like before the the playoffs start. Hey, what do you think about this idea? For two weeks, so now you only have to wait two weeks. Mm-hmm. So after the season ends, you wait two weeks. You're getting in the flow of the playoffs. They start releasing the names from fourteen to one backwards once a day. No. At at noon. No. <laughs> at high idea. noon, Monday no. through Friday, for two weeks, they do the top 10. Okay? No. 14 through 6, Andrew. Yes. Yes. Keep listening. It's excruciating. The final, the final four. I, I can't do math. Never mind. It would be the final four. You do those on one showcase night where you know who the four teams are. No. And you're counting down each day. Each day, you can do a podcast about who was selected that day. I would die. I would just you would die. die. Yeah, just give me just 
I, I like the way they do it now. You get a 30-minute TV show where it's just like, here it is, done. You, you just want to text. You don't like pomp and circumstance. You just want the NBA to text you directly, OKC okay, so got sixth. Yeah, I'd love uh-huh. that. Yeah, I'd love that. That would be great. I'd be fine with that. <sighs> well, uh, next week we'll get to go over our over-unders. Yeah. Um, our bold predictions from the beginning of the year. <laughs> Which I, I'm going to go back and listen and oh, no. uh, check those out. I, I'll say right now, we both had a gr- great one with Memphis. Yeah. Feeling great about that. They're very good. Um, and in a week, we won't have to watch this team until next year. Not that we don't want to watch them, but in their current form, I just want to watch the other players. Which summer, summer league? Or arguably, our summer league team will be like significantly better than the team we watched yesterday. Without a doubt. It will, they'll be significantly better than the team we've watched for like the last two weeks. Yeah, they will. They will. I don't know if Josh is playing summer league. Who cares? Our, our, I mean, we have four picks. Yeah. Maybe we end up, I would say minimum we'll come away with two players. Trey, JRE, Maladon, Poku. Those guys will play. Yeah. At least two rookies probably. Two, rookie, summer like, league. two or three rookies that we're excited about will play. Like that that's exciting. That's I'm excited about that. Well, how, how can I talk you into coming to Vegas? Uh when is it? July, July what? July sixth, I think, is the first day of summer. Like, mm. Think about it. It's so hot. I do really bad in heat. There's there's so many air conditioned places though. It's so hot. It's so hot. If if L Man will go, I might go. L Man's going. L Man's going for sure. I'm pretty sure. Mm. That would yeah. be pretty fun. Yeah. We could do a down to dunk live. We seriously, that's the thing, is that we can do down to dunk live on the concourse of the arena. I, I can set it up. Luke just screaming on a concourse. Isn't that what <laughs> isn't that what we all want? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We gotta get you to Vegas. It's fun. So fun. Uh, okay, that's all. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast today. We appreciate everybody joining in on the stream. And uh, we'll have another podcast for you on Friday. We'll have another game to talk about. Thank God. And we will uh, talk to you guys again then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.